Welcome to the outhouse. When did you actually come out? I'm not a mess. mess. Did. Well, I got better. <laughs> no, but you didn't! Everything I had ever believed in was a lie. On your marriage night, did you realize you were a gay man? We are courageous people. This is really getting rusty. All right. Oh. Wow. Did you ever yell at your penis? No, honey, we're sisters. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. And this is the outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're going to ask me. I'm excited. Hey, guys. You're about to hear another out story. We think you will enjoy it. The nature of our podcast deals with sexuality and some uncomfortable situations. We think this makes the stories authentic, personal, and relatable. As for editing, we try our best to keep as much of our guest story as possible. With that said, thank you and enjoy the episode. Well, I'll stop introducing you guys, and we'll just kind of go around. No, I'll... I'll yeah, you well, should. Right, yeah. You're the host. You should be a fucking host. Yeah, you should. I'm <laughs> <laughs> on your passage, Jack, here. Two seasons, and he still ain't got it now, man. Welcome to the Outhouse. I'm your host, Matt, and with me hosting is... Hi, this is Erica. And uh, our guest for this episode is... Todd. And uh, sitting in and with guest commentary, color commentary, we have... TC, I'm dilated to be here. Because <laughs> oh I don't know if you've seen Steel Magnolias. I do feel like you're... Uh, Claire, was it Clary? No, no, it was... Uh, what was the woman who owned... Who she bought the... Uh... Yeah, Clary. Oh, is it Clary? Okay. I was thinking the one with the dog with the bad hair. No. What's her name? Oh, uh... Weezer? Weezer. Weezer. <laughs> That's Matt, let's be honest. Oh, Bringing okay. in the tomatoes, wearing true. the overalls. True. Uh, true, throwing them at people here. I don't like where this is going at all. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back on topic here. Because he has never seen Steel Magnolia. Whatever. I you you, you identify as gay? Yes. <laughs> all right. So to round out, you're going to be our uh, season finale. So congratulations on that. Thank you. And it's quite an accomplishment for us. So let me pat myself on the back. Perfect. Um, Do I get a toaster oven? A toaster oven? No, you'll get no. a couple business cards because I'm going to have you mark it for us. <laughs> okay. That's the way it works around here. So I'll put it in the circular file when I get home. Hey, so this... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Todd, you, um, you're kind of aware of how the show works, and uh, I think you are prepared to share with us an out story. And uh, I know you seem a little nervous. So uh, for our audience, how would you identify on the LGBT spectrum? Gay. Clearly in the gay, no question, no... Are you Gold Star? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Oh, well, what today that, wait, 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 what does Gold Star mean for us? Well, Gold Star is... Oh, you've never had, have you ever had sex with a woman? No. No, that, I thought star. that's what Gold Star is. Gold Star. Okay. Now, Platinum... Uh, I know, I feel like there should be some higher. Star is titanium. When, when uh, you were born by C-sections, so and then you've never come in contact with a VJJ at all. Oh, no. I, oh. I, I, I came the natural way. Oh, uh, so you did, did have a little contact yeah. with a VJJ. Yeah. I always wonder, do you guys want to know how you came into the world? Are you just curious? I guess I've never really mom? considered that. No, I mean, it, it's, okay, it is I'm just curious. I mean, you know. Platinum. I mean, I came out as a whole 15 pounds, so I'm not sure. I'm sure my mother... You came out, fit, you're a 15 pounder? Mm-hmm. That was huge. So a fucking like mackerel. He is yeah. a very thin gentleman. Right. And, like, the body we would all like to have. So, I'm... Wow. Yeah, no, I was... Well, like, I wouldn't say that. Well, <laughs> self-esteem. <laughs> All right, so uh, anyway. you identify as gay. When, um, about what age did you self-identify as gay? Uh, probably when, twenty-one. 
So you like had this internal dialogue. You go, okay, I'm gay. Not really. No, I, I never thought about it. Really, I never really thought about if you want to say sexual experiences for a long, long time. And I think we need to go years. back. If he's a gold star, <laughs> and you didn't come out, so did you have a girlfriend in high school, junior high? No, you... no. I had a girlfriend later, like eighteen, nineteen. But in but, your and I went to prom days. and I went to you know homecoming and all that stuff just with friends. You know, I never really dated in high school. But did you have any uh, relations with any guys in high school? No. No. Again, it, this all happened after 21. So part of the, the LGBT spectrum is asexual. And I'm just going to throw this out there that people are on a spectrum, so you don't have to be solely gay or solely asexual. But would you say that your sexuality is not as important? Like I the, would agree. The yeah. drive I mean, is not there? You know, through, you know... Starting as a young kid to say eighteen, yeah, I never, I never thought about sex. It was never anything that interested me anyway. I had other things that I wanted to, you know, accomplish and different goals I had. So it took me a while to wrap my head around what asexual was, but um, I get it now. So it's yeah, it's like some people have a stronger drive than others, um, but that's not that's nothing. I'm sorry, that's nothing to do with nothing. Yes, it does. I mean, it does. You know, I, I would consider myself asexual through my youth and my high school years, definitely. Because okay. again, it never. That's why I asked a question earlier about going home. You know, it's not something we talk about. You know, we talk about life and other things, and you know, it's not like that's one thing when I go home and talk about. It, so it was never a big deal. Did you ever have it checked out medically? Uh, I mean, at some point, because when you're, I remember when I was eighteen. It's like I had a raging boner the entire time. Well, a lot of what comes from my sexuality happened when I was little or so. So It's kind of, it all kind of, it'll make sense in the end on how I got to the point where I did. Some experience happened to you, and is that part of your coming out story? Yes. Okay. Instead of me asking, do you want to kind of give us a heads up? What, where, who, tell us about your out story. Um, well, it starts when I was about 10, um, Let's go back a little bit beyond that. Uh, my mother passed away when I was five. Okay. So that's where the life started of kind of putting myself in what I call a wall, kind of a Rapunzel wall. So I should have known I was gay then because I'm, you know. At the uh, time, did you refer to it as Rapunzel wall? Yeah, I did. Because, uh, yeah. you know, you're starting to build this brick wall around you. And Rapunzel, of course, was in the tall tower at the end. And so that's what I started to build around me as I began to get older. Um, Five is a very impressionable age because my earliest memories, I don't know about you guys, but is going to kindergarten, yeah. which is about that time. So your first memories, are your mom dying? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that can affect some things. And just for everybody, our standard line is we are not therapists and we're just here to hear a story. And so, okay. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Um, so that started the whole thing. So within, you know, within a year, my dad remarried, so I have a stepmother. Can um, we go back real quick? Did your mom have an unexpected death or yes. was it tragic? Yeah, Can, yeah. Do you mind? No, um, they were, and some of this will come out uh, as we go along. Um, they were at a church function, and uh, it was a Catholic church function, so, you know, there was drinking and stuff going on there, not that she drank, but um, they were at a function, and she turned to my father and said, I don't feel well, and basically just dropped over. Oh my goodness. Wow. And this was in the 70s, so basically what she did was she vomited and it had gone back down her pipe, her windpipe, 
and in the seventies, they just weren't that fast. And right. you know, today they probably could have saved her, but back then it was right. she was already gone by the time the I'm so sorry the ambulance got there and stuff. So were you there? No, no, we were, we were home. Um, and my grandmother was babysitting uh, with us, so you know, I kind of relate more to her today, kind of mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier. Um, so that started it all off. Um, and then throughout the years, you know, I, I don't want to call her the wicked stepmother, but she, I, in some ways today, I still think she's a lesbian because she seems very hard against men. Um, and of course it was my dad and my two other brothers. So, uh, we had a rough life. Up Did in, you know this woman? Did, was she like involved in your church? Is that where your dad met her? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how he ever met her. He said he knew her, but I don't know how he knew her. How but long? you didn't really know her, like you no, met in never met functions her. or pictures. How long after your mom's death did your dad and this lady remarry? A year. A year. So quick. Because wow. he didn't know what you know. He had three boys. He needed help. He needed help. Okay. So. You know, it happened fast, I think too fast, obviously. And about what time, what decade was this? About 71, 72, uh, 1872, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> um, About 72, when my mother passed away, so about 73, he was okay. married. Um, <clears throat> she had two daughters, so I have two stepsisters. Um, one who is a lesbian, that again will come later, but... Throughout those, say, between 6 and 10, uh, we used to go to therapy. <clears throat> and we went to a priest through my grandmother's church, who she had known for many, many years. Um, and then the therapy wasn't working for the family. Um, and I have a skin condition, which is called ichthyosis, and he claimed that he could cure this. There is no cure for this. Uh, you, it's just, it's a, just a dry skin condition. Um, and that's when the abuse started. From the priest. From the priest. So that went on probably... I got like 50 fucking questions. Right? My okay, go ahead. Are no, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. First one is, was there a lawsuit later? I mean... No. That was a big thing. Okay. Uh, well, yes. Through me, there was. As we go along, this will all start to fit yeah, in. Yeah, I know. I, I don't want to... see. No, no, no. You have a good flow. Let's, let's ask, keep it going. Ask questions. So you are now having like one-on-one sessions with him, yes. therapeutic sessions? Yes. And did you guys originally go to therapy maybe for grief or law, trying to become a blended family? We tried what to were you originally? Blended family. Blended family. And then you started to go into the one-on-one sessions? Right. Right. How long did the abuse with this priest last? About four years. Four fucking years. And you're going through therapy the whole time? This is like these sessions are four years? Yeah. And you're... How about your brothers? No, it was just me. And you're, I'm going to, I'm going to call parents just as a general term, your dad and stepmom. They didn't like clue in that four years seems like a long time for sessions. No, because you know, he was a family friend and they, you know, abuse usually happens within mm-hmm. your family. And they trusted him. They're they probably tr- thinking he's a priest. He's, he's, a priest. Priest. he's spending, you know, quality time or whatever yeah. you want to say, yeah. right? Like the, thinking can, that's a safe place yes, for you exactly and i thought that and too. were you did you kind of i don't want to say not fit in but were you the black sheep of the family pretty were much you? and i still am i still am because i'm in that wall i'm in that castle 
Can I ask one quick one? Are you the... I love, are you say, the, I love how you ask, hey, can I ask a question? And you just launch into it. <laughs> are, you, are you the youngest of your brothers? No, I'm in, the, I'm in the middle. Oh, see, he's got the Jam Brady syndrome, right? He's the middle child, black sheep. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Right? Hmm. I wonder what it was about you that, and not about your brothers, the priest keyed in on. The flaky skin. I, I think it's the... Um, it's the looking for a friend kind of thing. Somebody that will, you know, relate to me, will show me, you know, um, love, will show me. So he clued in that you were looking for a friend. And validation. Yeah, you know, that okay. I just, I didn't relate to the family and I was kind of the lone sheep. And, and I want to make clear that I'm not in any way indicating that you were asking for this abuse. Right. This, and that's yeah, not, that, that again no. will come out again later on okay. as we move along. So you'll, some of your questions. Well, please, let's move along. I no, feel like no, I've stalled please, this whole no. thing. Yeah, you have. I have. <laughs> anyway. All right. So this, this lasts for four years. How, how does it stop? Um, it, it, well, it kind of stops between two things. Within the four years, my dad's godson was doing the same thing to me. So I have two people doing the same thing to me at the same time. How old was he? The godson? Yes. Both. How old were both of them? Um, the priest was maybe in his 30s, and the godson was probably early 20s. Holy shit. How old were you? 10. Like 6 to 10? No, 10 to 14. 10 to 14? Okay. Those years. So that's kind of how that part of it stopped because um, he tried it on my brother. The godson tried it on my brother, and my brother went to my dad. And so that's kind of how everything stopped. Suddenly. So did you see that by going to your dad that would actually stop it? No, because I went to my dad with the priest and because uh, he had taken me to this cabin for like a weekend and he could do all this curing and stuff is what he told my dad. And... Come to find out, I was just to abuse me even more with, you know, without being in the office, the physical office itself. Um, so he, you know, we went out there and he was doing all this stuff to me. And I, you know, finally said to my dad, this is what he's doing. And the only comment I got from my dad that day was, well, he's te teaching you how to masturbate. And then that ended the whole thing. Just, the whole thing just stopped. I know we're in a different age now, but how do you not know as a parent? This Oh. Well, you know, skipping, we can skip years and we can go back. I don't know how you want to do this, but... Um, well, let's just try and keep it linear, I guess. Well, all right, so... Okay, so that kind of that kind of gives you the, the basis of what happened. So let's skip a, a couple years ahead to, like, you know, 21. Let's, let's say between 16 and 20, you know, I immersed myself into theater. So, I, again, I never... That's why the asexual thing, it never... Sex never was a big thing to me through those years because I, I just, this is what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to be in the theater. I wanted to go to New York. I wanted to do all that stuff and was talked out of all doing any of that stuff by my dad. So we'll skip up to say 21 now um, when I met this, this guy when I was working at Marshall Fields, you know, asked me to go out again, friends. I, I, it never, sex never occurred to me. It was never a big deal. So to me, it was like, okay, you know, it's a new friend. I'll go out with him. Um, and then we ended up, you know, he ended up kissing me at the end of the night and that kind of set the new path in my life. Uh, did I consider myself gay? Not really. Um, but did you enjoy the kiss? Yeah, I did. Okay. I mean, it didn't bother me. You know, he asked me if it bothered me and I said no. So I mean, obviously Were you just kind of non-reactionary to it. Yeah. Okay. You know, I was like, it didn't bother me, but it, you know, so I'm, but the problem with that is how do you come out without making it look like you enjoyed the four years of abuse. Mm -hmm. I never got sexually aroused over it because 
I, again, I never, sex was never a big topic in our house. So when you were first exposed to sex, it was, it was not a good experience. So when you are later having sexual relations later, is there guilt that it has, it's like, almost like you've been programmed to, to not like it or, uh, it's a bad thing. So how, how do you then with this other guy who you do like, mm -hmm. I'm assuming, bridge that? How do you go into a healthy sexual relationship with someone that's in a non-abusive situation? It's all about control. Once I feel I'm out of control, it stops. Okay. I have to be in control of what's going on, which means trust. You have to really trust that person. If they go beyond what you're comfortable with, again, it stops. So how long into a relationship before you have this conversation with the person so that they know what's going on? Um, usually right away, you know, cause I want them to know. Okay. Um, I've, I've been in multiple relationships and none of them work. Um, that's probably why I'm again single Do you today. think it stems from, uh, the abuse? I do. Okay. I do because it's a hurt thing mm -hmm. at this point. You know, you're not going to hurt me. I'm going to leave you before you leave me. Wow, so again, it come, becomes the friend thing of back to the abuse. It's, it's, it's a hard track to go down. And it's, it's always like that. It's you are going to go before I do because you will not do this to me again. So you're with this guy who kissed you and where does that go? Um, it goes into starting the coming out process. Um, it, it, you know, I kind of start to relate more and more to them. I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing I was probably gay my whole life because like I said, I never really dated women. I've gone on to prom and stuff, but I never really dated women. So, um, it was... I'm sure I was gay my entire life. Okay. They say you are anyway. You're born that way. But it, it just started this new track in my life. And now I have to deal with hiding all of this. Because, again, it's the, you know, if, I, if I'm if i gay now, then I really liked what happened to me back then. Um, so it's, it's hard. Um, is that something that you were told? Or is that something you think people think? That if you are gay, then you wanted... Or you like enjoy the abuse. It's what people said, you know. And and who are these fuckers? Like your stepmom? No, it was. It's what you see on TV. It's what you hear, you know. Okay. With abuse things, you you know, I've gone through counseling and stuff, and that's the stuff you hear, and that's what they try to get you over is that you know it's not it, it's not your fault. You didn't ask for this, right? Um, you didn't get aroused by it, but it happened. And you even if you did, you didn't ask for it. It's not your fault. No. And you go through that every day. What did I do? Why me? Why me? Why me? Even to this day, every day, you Why think about me? it? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a lot. To, that's a lot. That's a big burden. Yeah. You, I mean, it doesn't go, it never goes away. You can get help with it, but it will never go away. So you're hanging out with this guy and his friends? Yeah. And they're gay? Yeah. So you're associating and are you having a good time? Yeah, I mean, because I, I was to gay bars. I could drink when I was 18. Um, you know, so I had gay friends at that point. You know, because with the bars that I would go to, we would, you know, we're huge. At the time, they don't exist anymore, but we're huge nightclubs. Yeah. And, did, you know. Did you stay in town or did you move away? No, I stayed in town. Stayed in town. Where, whereabouts was this? In Milwaukee. Okay. South side of Milwaukee. So you didn't, like, move to Chicago. You stayed well, in Well, I did later. Okay. I did later. That's um, later in the story. I keep skipping ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. He must have some kind of psychic, you know, knowing what's going on in my mind. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we started going to, you know, I was, I was to gay bars before. I wasn't comfortable in them, you know, when I went with, with people. But 
Um, as the time started to go on, I got more comfortable and realizing that, yeah, I am gay. Um, do I ever admit that? No. You know, because again, it all goes back to that, you know, if I say I'm gay, mm-hmm. you know, then I'm admitting that this... Does that ever change? The um, being okay admitting you're gay? I mean, obviously you're on a podcast, so... <laughs> um, no. Still, still to this day. I still don't really say, you know, I'm gay to people. Um, I don't tell people. I don't, you know, if they ask me, I will tell them, but I won't come out and say it. Okay. Still to today. And then, um, so that went on, you know, I lived from, to 89, I I moved to Chicago. I just had to finally break ties and get out because I hated high school. You know, I just wanted to be away from all those people because now that I'm going to the nightclubs, I'm seeing all these people um, and I just wanted to be... How did that relationship, that was in Milwaukee, right? Mm -hmm. How did that end? Do you remember? It just kind of became more friends than anything. Okay. You know, I still talk to him today on Facebook when I get on there. Um, So it was fine. You know, it was, it really did go smoothly. Were you living at home up until the time you moved? No, I was kicked out out when I was 18. You were kicked out. Why? Do you mind if I, does it have Um, anything to do with? My stepmother. Your stepmother? Yeah. Um, she just thought it was time for me to go, and, and so I went and lived with my grandmother. Did she do that to your other brother? My brother, my older brother. So 18, see ya? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Oh, she okay. did it with her daughters? No. Oh, no, 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 no. No, her daughters were with living at home until uh, the one got married. Um, the other one moved out. You basically got kicked out. Is, was that the impetus to move to uh, Chicago, or was there a bigger event? No, the bigger event was, you know, I, I was 18. I lived with my grandmother until I was 21. Okay. Um, and then from there, I met this guy, and I moved. I moved out on my own. Finally, I just needed to be on my own. Uh, met a guy from Chicago, and then moved to Chicago for him. Okay. Uh, was there till 1989. It just got to the point where I couldn't live life anymore. Mm-hmm. I just I couldn't do it. I, there was so much going on in my head that I was going through jobs. I was going through men. Um, again, pushing everything away, pushing everything away. So I finally moved. A, f- a good friend of mine said, you know, you need to go back home and, and figure this Were out. Were you drinking or using substances? Never used substances, but I did drink a lot. Uh, a lot. Did At one point, did you become a performer in the clubs? Never. Really? I've done it a couple times, but it was more for like um, fundraisers okay. kind of thing. Um, but no, it never interested me. Right. When you say performers like drag, drag, yeah, okay. yeah, no. Well, I, I thought I remember you talking about you had done some numbers before, so I just wondered if that was a representation of you becoming more comfortable with your homosexuality. No, it always bothered me to dress up as a woman. You know, again, even after some of these fundraisers, which I know are for good causes, it was still kind of like, what am I doing? You know, I'm a guy. I shouldn't be doing this. However, I did have a lot of drag queen friends. You know, and enjoy going to their shows and chit-chatting with them and hanging out with them. Yeah. You know, so I never was, you know, if that's what they want to do, that's their, <laughs> their I'm, life. I'm kind of curious on one thing. Um, one of our former guests on TC's, he still had went to church. Through, Did you stop going? Yeah, I stopped going to church. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't gone in many, many, many years. And well, that's not true. When I moved in with my grandmother, she was a devout Catholic. That's what I was wondering because you had said it was your grandmother's priest. So I was wondering how yeah. she. And if I didn't go to church, it was. Did she know about a person? Um, no, I don't think so. So when you told your dad, and he basically told you, kind of blew it off. Yeah. Right? 
Did you just say, okay, I, I can't tell anybody, or did you tell anybody else after that? No, I pretty much let it go. So, he knew. He knew about the priest. And this, when I moved back to Milwaukee, suicidal, I mean, that's where, that's where I finally broke down. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. That's when I got together with my parents and said, look, it's either you help me or, you, or I'm ending my life. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about this. And this is when I actually realized that my father was a real person because I never looked at him as like a real person. He said to me, it was the 70s. He was a priest. You didn't go against the Catholic Church. I didn't know what to do. And that's how he knew. So he had known all those years, but didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. You don't go against the Catholic Church. That's nice and all, but how are you supposed to take that? Um, I took it as... I took it as a relief. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that he, he knew acknowledged it. That he, acknowledged. he finally acknowledged that he, he, you know, he's human. He's a human being. We all make mistakes. I know it's a big mistake. And do you think he felt a little guilty? I do. That this happened I do, because to you? he finally went to the archdiocese and said, "Look, this is what happened. This is where he's at. You Look what get, I have. You Look either get that? him counseling, right. or we're going to sue you." And so um, I got counseling for many years. Um, it was a woman. I requested a woman. Uh, they set me up with a woman. I, I did like her. Counseling, I don't ever really think helped me anyway, um, because I, I don't know how somebody can look at you and say, well, you know, you need to start thinking this way. Well, you don't know what's in my head. I don't understand counselors really and how they figure out how to help you because they're not in your head. Nobody knows what anybody's thinking. Right. But were you also guarded in what you were sharing with the counselor? No. 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 Because um, I could say anything to her and knew it would stay within those walls. But, you know, again, I'm in this castle, and mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not sinking into me. It's just words from her kind of thing. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, so this, counseling didn't really help. Not really. Not really. And then he put me on drugs, you know. Um, like psychotropic. Yeah. Psychotropic. Tropic. You know. Uh, Did those help? Anxieties. Yeah. And I'm still on them today. I'll okay. be on them for the rest of my life. Are you okay with that? I wasn't at first, yeah. um, but then I look at, you know, people that are on high blood pressure medicine and, and you know, diabetics and, diabetics and all that. I mean, you, there's nothing, you know, it is what it is. And if it makes me feel better, then. When you moved to Chicago and you were in your early 20s, did you have any abusive relationships? No. 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 But again, it was, I was with somebody for seven years. Um, but again, at the end, it was kind of like I was doing the pushing. You know, I can't do this anymore. Um, they didn't do anything wrong, really. It's just I get to the point where I push people away. When, Still do today. When you were going through this counseling and had the conversations with your uh, parents, did you bring up the fact that you were gay or you were in yeah. relationships? Yeah, no, that I, you know, that I was in relationships. My stepmother knew. She said I kind of knew, but my sister's a lesbian, so... Did she come out before you did? Yeah, well, she still really hasn't come out, but throughout life, it was always this stuff of going out with getting, having dates, and the guys never showed up, ever, ever. So I'm thinking it was all just a front. Hmm. She does have a partner now. They don't live together. Uh, They don't acknowledge it. How did your parents react when they learned that you were gay? Um, my dad was kind of quiet, you know, like my mom, like I said, my mother and my stepmother didn't know. I think they just, I mean, obviously my sister's a lesbian and could see the, the track record, if you want to call it that. Was it wrapped up in the conversation uh, about abuse as well? Yeah. 
Okay, so it wasn't two separate conversations. No, no. Okay. It, it kind of outed me because I had to tell them who I was mm -hmm. um, in order to get this help that I needed. Did you tell your brothers at the same time you told your parents? Was there a family meeting or? No, um, actually, I told my sister-in-law and my bro and my sister. But, and but you bring up a good point. Did you tell your dad about your god god godson? Godson? He knew because he knew my my brother went to him. This all came out at the same conversation about the No, the that was in his late teens. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Oops. Yeah. Okay. I should no, yeah, he was he yeah. my brother finally came out about the my dad always knew about the priest, um, but he didn't know about the godson until my brother came forward. Did no. they ever say that you're gay because this happened to you? No. I guess is my question. No. Again, sex in our family was never a big topic. You know, when we get when we get together, and when we get together today, it's just it's for just reproduction chit, purposes. It's chit chat, and you know, and how's life? And okay. well, I mean, know, most family dynamics are not talking about sex. Yeah, no. So I mean, it would never really come weird. up. But they wouldn't be opposed to me bringing a guy home. My okay, brother, so at some on some level, they were accepting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just curious, just because of the religious, because we've had some past guests of bringing their partner home. They said there's no way. But also the time when all this was happening. I mean, it's it's not like today where, you know, so you, you know somebody who's gay. Right. Everybody knows somebody who's gay. Back then, you didn't. Right. Which is uh, kind of uh, admirable of your parents because this was right. the early 80s. I feel yeah, like they were pretty like liberated or yeah. liberal thinking. Yeah. Forward, forward thinking. Forward thinking, is yeah. what I guess. I don't, know if the, I don't know if the gay thing really wasn't important. Well, compared to the abuse, it's, it's No, kind you know, of it's like, like either you help me, that. get me help, or I end my life. So, I, I, not to, we're not glazing over that detail right no, there. No, so, no. You, got, you got counseling help, and you're on medication. So, how did you get over the feeling of suicide? You never do. I never do. So, that's also a constant thing every day? Constant, yeah. Not every day, but... Okay. It's like being on a roller coaster is how I explained it uh, when I sent you an email. Okay. Some days you're up and everything and life is really good and then other days Have you figured out um what triggers you? No, it's just the serotonin in your brain. That's just it's just not reacting right. the way that it should and you don't know when it's coming on. These things are constantly in the forefront pretty much. Yep. I, it's a roller coaster but it's still in the forefront. How do you how do you maintain relationships with this? Um I don't so you, so instead, of, that's how you face the struggle is is not. Yes. Okay. I don't want I don't want people to go through what I'm going through. They don't deserve it. So do you really feel you're asexual, or you just don't want to to do that? Um, I don't think I'm asexual because I'm happy to. Okay, so you're willing. You no, know, I'm willing. <laughs> I just don't want to get into the whole relationship thing. Okay. So you're okay with, as long as you keep them at arm's length. Yeah. Well, I get that. I'm yeah, sure. definitely. It's a lot less messy. You know, I don't want... I seem to have the problem where it's like I meet somebody and they want to be connected at the hip. I have my life, sort of. They have their life and I want to meet someplace in the middle. Don't take my life over. Are friends far more important? How is your friendship relationships? Do you do the same thing with friends? No. Okay. No, because it's, you know, a lot of my friends are gay, um, and it's different. It, you know, we don't, it's a friendship thing. It's not a relationship sexual. They're not trying to take your life over. No. Or you don't feel like they're no. trying to, or no, trying to change have, your life. We have things in common, and we do those things, and, you know, we don't think about it. We, 
we just keep moving. So what happened after this uh, years of counseling and once you went back to see your parents and they got you hooked up with the church and you met with this woman, what happened after that? Um, between that time when I was seeing the counselor, that's when the whole church thing blew up. Right. And they made the movie. I can't think of what the movie was. Um, oh, was it the one where they were the little boys yeah, and they... Yeah. I can't think of any of Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Yeah. It was the... They were reporters. Right. And um, they discovered And they the... discovered the whole... Which is a true story. Right. That's how the whole thing came out. Um, and so I went down... They had everybody that was involved in this that they knew about uh, meet at the town hall um, in Milwaukee. And that's pretty much when I came out to the world because... I was on TV. Um, they did interview me, um, asked me what had happened, how long it went on, that kind of stuff. Um, and that's when it went into the lawsuits. Okay. So I had to go to Can court. I ask, were you, were you going back, were you suicidal then? Bringing back all these memories, emotions? Oh, yeah. Or were you able to Well, let me piggyback maintain? on that. Was talking about it kind of therapeutic? Um, yes and no. Um, it was somewhat therapeutic because now the whole world knew. Mm-hmm. Not that I was gay, but this is what's going on. And then no, because you're really not face to face with the person that did it to you. you know, he yeah, was, do he you had, know where that person is? He actually passed away oh. through this whole process. So he passed away very young. And he was like maybe. Did he take his life or of natural no, causes? No, natural or... causes. So I never got to say what I felt. You know, you never get that closure because they're not here. So. Well, uh, so one of my questions is you were part of the lawsuits? Yes. So yay, good, bad. Um, I know other people. No, who... you know it was it was okay. Yeah, um, I was. I'm, not, I'm far from being happy with what the settlement was um, because basically the Catholic Church again is in control, and you know you go for four hundred thousand dollars saying this is what I my life is worth at least, and they just chop it all down to absolutely nothing. You're basically walking away with nothing because you have to pay the lawyer that goes through all this litigation right. stuff. So you get really nothing, and that's. Again, why I will never go to a Catholic church, because you're telling me this is what my life is worth, and this is what everything I had to go through, and the counseling that I personally paid for for all these years, this is what you're giving me? You know, kiss my ass, basically. Well, that's taking control. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. So, uh... it doesn't clear anything within you. How does that... How how did you get to Arizona? Or Um, was it from Chicago to Arizona, or were there places between? No, I lived in Milwaukee. Um, and it was just the winters. The winters finally got... It had nothing to do with being... It's controlling your wardrobe. Was, yeah. Oh, it was awful. I couldn't wear my sundresses or anything <laughs> in the winter time. And um, No, it was just the weather. The, the, the year that I moved here, the winter was just horrible. So I'm trying to think what else we can talk about here. I mean... The, well, I'm kind of curious about your relationship with your dad. Yeah, I mean, once... Is you your know, dad still alive and yeah, around? Yeah, he's still alive. Um, I bought a house in Milwaukee, and so he was always there. You know, he took um, woodworking classes, so he remade all the cabinets in my kitchen, and we did all, you know, we did the floors and stuff. So he was always over there doing stuff for me, and, you know, it kind of brought us closer together. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you hear about other people's coming out stories... What are your thoughts? Like when you hear of a story of somebody who came out and it really, there was not much drama or conflict with it. Um, I mean, kudos to them. You know, at least I, I think they made their life a little bit easier. Yeah. You know, if, if, if it's easy to come out and your parents are very accepting, that's, that's great. Uh, my parents were accepting, but it was under circumstances that right. Right. I had to come out. I had no control over it. Which is a big thing because a lot of the coming out process is building up to 
being able to say it. But if that is also something else taken away from you, then you're not really prepared for it. No, I mean, what are they going to say? You know, um, oh, you're gay, so get out. You know, we're not going to help you. And at least my parents were helpful. I think I'm going to answer your question. Okay. Um, I hope somebody gets something out of this. Yeah. I feel like nobody else has gone through this, but as I'm getting older and hearing stories, mm-hmm. like on the outhouse, um, there are people out there that are the same. You can get help if you so want to, depending on how open you are to it. If it does help you, great. Do you go to any support groups or anything? And it doesn't necessarily have to be gay, but a vic- being a victim. I do. Um, I do go to church. I finally have gone back to church. It's been seven years now. But Do you enjoy it? Do you I enjoy do. going back there? I do. Not... It's not a Catholic church. Um, it's a, if you want to call it a community church, a unity mm-hmm. church kind of thing. You seem really involved in it, too. I am. I am. Um, because I think giving back, I've always been more of a giver than a taker. I don't like the spotlight. That's why I was nervous coming here, even though you're not in front of people, you're still. Um, so when I do things, it's, you know, if somebody says, thank you, that's great, but I don't need the whole pop and circumstance thing. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my God, if you don't say thank you, you know, I'm going to yeah. be all angry so with you. I'm doing it for me. During this whole time of the abuse and everything with the Catholic Church, did you ever, how did you reconcile like religion with faith? Did you separate? Did you clearly have a difference or no it just there is no difference it, it just you know you have no faith because if there is this god first of all you want to take my mother and why is mm-hmm. this happening to me in a catholic church yeah um so yeah you lose faith in everything and i still don't have a lot of faith today so but you're still but you're going to church yeah it's for me it's for it's to get away to me it's to get away from the world for an hour mm-hmm. i don't go i guess i don't go for the whole faith thing I go more for me just to kind of clear my head and, you know, be away from the whole world for an hour. I do have a friend that does go with me, but he always asked me, you know, do you mind if I don't go? That's between you and if you believe in God or the universe or whatever. I go for my reasons and my reasons only. And a couple times that's been trying, it's been, he's tried to take it away from me. And I've always told him I've found a home now, a religious home. And what I choose to do there will never be taken away from me by anyone. So it identifies you, but not in a, not really in a religious or a faith-based kind of, but just a... As spiritual. A, a, yeah, yeah spiritual. exactly. It, it's helping my spiritual journey. Okay. Do you ever see yourself being in a long-term relationship and being happy? Do, do you think you deserve that? I guess that's my question. Oh. Not really. I don't think I really deserve it. Do I really want to be in a long-term relationship? I do. But then you tend to self-sabotage. What is, what is oh. it about a long-term relationship that... Is appealing. I don't. I don't think I'm finding people that will con- that won't control my life. I don't want that. Well, I don't know where we go from here. I mean, you're out. You've told that story. You're working on it. You're in progress. So there's no there's no conclusion yet. So or there's no wrap up of like your out story. It's it just is. Yeah, that would okay. be correct. All right. Well, don't get uncomfortable. But I'm about to thank you for coming on the podcast. <laughs> Well, you're welcome. (laughs) Is there anything you uh, think you want to add to the story? No, again, I hope somebody, you know, I hope that somebody can learn that you really aren't alone out there. I know it's really difficult. I still think I'm alone, but you're not. You know, you do have people that care for you Mm -hmm. um, and will help you if you need it. And and I hope somebody somewhere along the line hears this and at least knows there's two of us out there. All right, well... Todd, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you, Todd. That was a tough story, but I'm glad you were able to share it with us. 
because I, I know that others will want to hear this. Yeah. So, TC, thank you for uh, listening and, and uh, inputting. You're, I appreciate you're it. You're very welcome. <laughs> Erica, thank you for hosting. Thank uh, you for inviting me. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Um, all right. Good luck it. on your next season. Thank you. All right. I, I say thank you so many goddamn times. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>